Chapter 4 of Billy Whiskers Travels. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Billy Whiskers Travels by Francis Trego Montgomery the burgomaster is bumped billy mischief was lucky in his excitement the fat cook had forgotten that the shotgun had not been loaded for five years the cook was so angry that he nearly burst a blood vessel grabbing the gun by the barrel he jammed it as he thought but end on the ground instead of that however he struck his broad foot a mighty thump thunder and hailstones he screamed and jerking his foot up he began to hop along on the other leg making the most ridiculous faces while he did it in spite of the pain that the gun must have caused the cook frank could not help but laugh and he forgot all his anger at the push the man had given him what's the matter asked frank when he could catch his breath does it hurt the cook did not understand english but he felt that frank was poking fun at him and stopped his dance long enough to shake his fist at frank he wanted to say something very sharp and cutting to the boy but he could not think of anything strong enough so after drawing his breath hard two or three times and screwing up his mouth with pain he turned the gun muzzle end down and using it for a crutch swung along back to the inn muttering and mumbling all the way frank laughed so hard that he had to sit down at the edge of the sidewalk a moment to hold his sides but all at once he thought of his goat there it was going up the street and although little more than a green and white speck now frank bravely took after it he probably never would have caught it except that billy also being tired and feeling himself free from pursuit stopped before a big house set well back from the street on a wide fine lawn now the house in front of which he had stopped was the residence of the burgomaster or mayor of the village a very pompous fellow who thought a great deal of his own importance and in the centre of his lawn he had a fountain of which he was very proud the water in the base of the 
fountain was clear as crystal and it looked very cool and inviting to billy after his dusty run and besides the paint on his back felt sticky without wasting any time about it billy trotted up across the nice lawn and jumped into the fountain for a bath just as the burgomaster came out of his front door with his stout cane in his hand pig of a goat cried the burgomaster hurrying down the walk and across the lawn out with him police and he drew a little silver whistle from his pocket whistling loudly upon it then shaking his cane in the air he ran up to the edge of the fountain the waters of which were turned a bright green by this time billy saw him coming but instead of jumping out of the fountain and running away he merely splashed around to the far side of the basin the burgomaster ran to that side of the fountain but billy simply splashed around out of his reach then the burgomaster up on the stone copying of the fountain began to run around and around after billy the goat keeping just out of his reach and the burgomaster trying to strike him with a cane at last after an especially hard blow the burgomaster went plunging headlong into the green water of the basin where he floundered about like a cow in a bathtub billy jumped on him and used him as a stepping stone out of the basin running back to the street just as frank and a stupid-looking policeman came running up from different directions at first the policeman was going to arrest the goat but frank pointed to where the burgomaster was still flopping around in the fountain and the policeman ran to help the burgomaster who was now dyed a beautiful green face and hands and clothes while frank took billy by one horn and raced back down the street with him this was what billy liked he was a young goat and like other young animals was playful and he thought that frank's racing with him was good fun so he went along willingly enough and when frank let go of his horn he galloped along beside his young master very contentedly frank ran back to the hotel with his goat as fast as he could go but when they drew near he saw a large crowd out in front and their carriage waiting for them with the horses hitched and the driver sitting up in front mrs brown was in the carriage and frank's father was in front of the crowd handing out money first to one and then to the other 
when frank and his goat came up his father looked at the goat very sternly see all the trouble that animal has made us he said i have had to pay out in damages nearly every cent of cash i have with me and as there is no bank in this little village my letter of credit is worth nothing here we must hurry on to bairn as fast as we can and i want you to leave that goat behind you we can't bother with him any more come on and get in but father explained frank the goat did not know what he was doing it does not matter replied mr brown there's no telling what kind of mischief he will get into next but father again urged frank if you've had to pay out all that money for him you might as well have the goat there is no use of losing the goat and money too get in the carriage said mr brown sharply but father again frank began to argue this time however mr brown cut him short and picking him up put him in the carriage with a not very gentle hand then climbing in himself he ordered the driver to start billy had taken his place back where he had been tied the other time and he was surprised to find the carriage moving on without him the cook seeing that the goat was to be left behind started forward to give the animal a kick but billy was too quick for him wheeling he suddenly ran between the cook's legs and doubled him over just behind the cook stood hans luke and as billy wriggled out sideways from beneath the cook's feet the cook tumbled back against hans and both of them went to the ground billy stood and shook his head for a moment as if to double them up again before they got to their feet but the sight of the retreating carriage made him change his mind and he ran after it with hans and the fat cook chasing him the carriage was not going very rapidly and billy after he had caught up with it merely trotted along back of the rear axle so that when the carriage passed the burgomaster's house hans and the cook were not very far behind they were bound to catch that goat and punish him for what he had done although it is very likely that before they got through they would have sold him and kept the money the burgomaster was still out in front fretting and fuming but the stupid policeman was gone he had been sent down to the hotel to arrest the foreign boy and his goat and he was too stupid to notice them even with hans and the cook paddling along behind 
he had nothing in his mind but the hotel to which he had been sent the burgomaster however recognized the green-tinted goat as soon as he saw him there he goes cried the burgomaster brute beast of a goat halt i say blowing his little whistle he too so filled with anger that it made him puff up like a toad started out after the carriage and there they ran the three clumsy-looking fat men one after the other puffing and panting and blowing just out of reach of the goat mr and mrs brown and frank were too intent on getting up the steep street and out of the town to notice what was going on behind them but just now they came to the top of the hill and began to go down the gentle slope on the other side the driver whipped up his horses the goat also increased his pace and away they went the cook seeing that the goat was about to escape made a lunge thinking that he could grab it by the tail or the hind legs but as he did so his feet caught on a stone and over he went hans zug being right behind him tumbled over him and the fat burgomaster tumbled over both of them the burgomaster was so angry that he felt he surely must throw somebody into jail so as soon as he could get his breath he grabbed hans zook by the collar with one hand and the cook with the other i arrest you in the name of canton baron for obstructing a high officer he exclaimed and the stupid policeman running up just then he turned poor hans and the cook over to him and sent them to jail all the hot dusty afternoon billy followed mr brown's carriage now uphill and now downhill without ever showing himself to them whenever he thought of straying off into the pleasant grassy valleys and striking out into the world for himself again he remembered that the browns were going to america and that if he went with them he might see his mother again he did not know of course that america was such a large place so while now and then he stopped at the roadside to nibble a mouthful of grass or stopped when they crossed a stream to get a drink of water he never lost sight of them but when he found himself getting too far behind scampered on and overtook them it was not until nightfall that the carriage rolled into the city of bern billy had never seen so large a city before and the rumbling of many wagons and carriages the passing of the many people on the streets 
and the hundreds of lights confused and surprised him he was not half so surprised at this however as mr and mrs brown and frank were to find billy behind their carriage when they stopped in front of a large handsome hotel frank was the first one to discover him oh see papa he cried my billy followed us all the way from the village so now i do get to keep him don't i mr brown smiled and gave up i'm afraid he's an expensive goat frank was all he said and then he gave billy in charge of one of the porters who had crowded around the carriage wash the paint from this goat and lock him up some place for the night where he can't do any damage he directed the porter billy was glad enough to have the dry green paint scrubbed off his back and he willingly went with the porter to a clean little basement room where he got a good scrubbing then the porter went into another room and brought him out some nice carrots with green tops still on them and leaving a basin of water for him to drink went out and closed the door carefully after him billy liked the carrots but he did not like to be shut up in a dark room so he soon went all around the walls trying to find a way out there was no way except the two doors and a high dim window he tried to butt the doors down but they were of solid heavy oak and he could not do it in a few minutes however the porter came back for his keys and the moment he opened the door billy seized his chance gathering his legs under him for a big jump he rushed between the man's legs and dashed up the stairs out through the narrow courtyard and on the street the porter as soon as he could get to his feet rushed out after him but billy was nowhere in sight and the poor porter did not know what to do he did not dare to go back and tell mr brown that the goat had gotten loose because he would be charged with carelessness in the meantime billy had galloped up the street and turned first one corner and then another until he came to a street much wider and brighter and busier than any of the others by this time first one boy and then another and then another had followed him until now there was a big crowd of them running after him and shouting at the top of their lungs a large dog that a lady was leading along the sidewalk by a strap broke away from his mistress as soon as he saw billy and ran out to bark at him 
Billy lowered his head and shook it at the dog. The dog began to circle round him closer and closer, barking loudly all the while. A man driving a big dray stopped to watch them. The boys crowded round in a big ring. Men came from the sidewalks and joined the crowd. A carriage had to stop just behind the dray, then another. A wagon coming from the opposite direction could not get through, and presently the street was filled from sidewalk to sidewalk. The whole length of the block with a big crowd of people and a jam of vehicles of all kinds policemen tried to push their way through the crowd and tried to get the blockade loosened and moving on but their time was wasted in the meantime billy was turning around and around where he stood always facing the dog which now began to dart in with a snap of his teeth and dart away again trying to get a hold on billy the goat was too quick however and dodged every time the dog made a snap he was waiting for his chance and at last it came the dog in jumping away from one of his snaps turned his body for a moment sideways to the goat and in that moment billy gathered himself up and made a spring hitting the dog square in the side and sending him over against the crowd billy followed like a little white streak of lightning and before the dog could get on his feet had butted him again such a howling and yelling as there was among that side of the crowd billy and the dog were now among them and they could not scatter much for there were too many people packed solidly behind them the dog yelped as billy butted him and began to run around and around the circle with billy right after him after they had made two or three circles billy overtook the dog and giving him one more good one jumped between the legs of the crowd and wriggled his way through among carriages and wagons under horses and between wheels until at last he was free from the crowd nobody at the outer edge noticed him getting away because they did not know what the excitement was and they were all pressing forward to see just as he laughed somebody who could not understand what else could make such excitement cried fire the cry was taken up and that made still more confusion people began pouring into that block from every direction more wagons and carriages came 
someone had turned in a fire alarm and presently here came the fire engines from three or four directions at once clanging and clattering their way to this crowded block the city of bairn had never known so much excitement End of chapter four